Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. Happy to be repping Arizona with this episode, for I have Dylan Clark-Odin with me. Dylan, thanks for hopping on. Let's get started. Why don't you just go ahead and just reintroduce yourself, and we'll start with what teams you currently play for. Yeah, Dylan Clark-Odin, play for Arizona Heat, formerly known as New Breed. Nice. Um, I guess we can just dive into that right away. So why... uh, why did you change the name from New Breed to Heat? Let's start with that question. I don't know. We were just, uh, me and Joseph Hogue kind of, were just talking about it, and we just couldn't be necessarily new forever. So, And we want to do something like kind of towards Arizona, so AZ Heat, um, if nobody knows, probably 100 degrees today. So I thought it was pretty fitting. Change up the colors too. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty kind of dry. Um, are you familiar with the uh, National Dodgeball League at all? Have you heard uh, of them, the NDL? Heard of it. Yeah. So the the Arizona team was initially the uh, Arizona Scorchers, and I don't know why I'm bringing that up, just kind of trivial information, but um, generally people think Arizona, they, they think heat, so that's fair. I was actually going to ask you um, if there's any other reason for that, but um, I guess heat's what you guys stuck with. Yeah, we were we were throwing a bunch of names out there, and uh, we just wanted to do something with Arizona. Like, I know I actually spoke with uh, Katie Sanchez. I was just naming off a few, and I think I mentioned like Monsoon, but no. she's like, "Oh, that was a team already." And I was like, "Oh, all right. Well, I guess we're sticking with Heat." Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. So you came up with Monsoon kind of on your own before that. Yeah, we were just like something weird around here. I mean, because those happen like in summer nighttime. So we were just like. Just something like Arizona driven to give it a name. That's awesome. That's funny too. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did she kind of get into like monsoon, or did she have like a funny reaction when you said that? No, <laughs> she was almost like it was forbidden. Yeah, no. th- that's what I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> so have you have you heard some of the uh, the older Arizona guys go like monsoon like every now and then? It'd be like if you, you'll probably maybe you might hear it now, but like. Way back in the day, uh, 2009, 2010, the only real competing teams for Arizona were the Arizona Monsoon, Arizona Rampage, and I want to say the Seven Deadly, Deadly Sins. But like Rampage and Monsoon were like the biggest rivals, and they were, we were each trying to be like, we're trying to outdo each other. So that's when fancy jerseys came in, that's when practices came in. And so Monsoon was kind of like a. It's like an inside joke now because that that died out before Rampage did. So I guess they're both kind of fun to poke at. Yeah, but yeah. That's funny that you um you kind of thought of that on your own. Yeah, but, I was. Like, I had no idea that that was the one. I was just like, oh, that sounds like a cool name. And I was like, nope, sort of been used. Yeah. Uh, have you seen what one of the jerseys or? No, I haven't. Um, I, I probably I have. Like in some of the old pictures, I probably just didn't even notice. You got to ask Katie to like to wear one to an open gym one these days. I'm sure she'll <laughs> happily oblige. That's funny. Well, cool, man. So let's, uh, we kind of already got into the history of, of heat. I mean, um, do you kind of want to talk about your team at all a little bit? Like you mentioned, Randy was obviously on that team. Who else do you have on there? Yeah, we still have, uh, Isidro Perez. Um, Joseph Hogue doesn't really play 8.5 with us, but he'll come out to like all the foam. And if they have like a no sing tournament, he'll come to that. Um, We've had we've kept Eric Nolan on the team, and Dave Wallace is also on the team, but uh, he's been hurt this year, so he's kind of out. And plus, he's got 
uh, a lot of the dates fell on with his vacation and uh, teaching. So, gotcha. Um, so he's not going to be there this year. Uh, but we did pick up Jordan Wilson. Um, so he's actually one of the first people we started playing with uh, when we actually started with 8.5. He was the first one we played with. So I was like, ah, you really, if you want to get back into it and come out of retirement, come join us. So yeah, he was, he was happy to play. That's awesome. Yeah, both. Uh, so he came from the Renegades. Um, they were a pretty competitive team for a long time with Chad. I don't know if you know that at all or heard of that team name pop up. But um, same thing. So Dave Wallace was from Rampage and Eric Nolan was from Monsoon. So if you guys talk on the group chat, I should definitely bring that up to him too. He'll probably laugh it, laugh it off. But that's kind of cool because like, you guys are um, – kind of bringing in some of the old dudes and I remember uh, talking to Eric Nolan after round one or during round one we're just like man this is uh this is rough it's competitive now and we we need to practice more and more and it's kind of a I want to say kudos to you for for bringing in people like Jordan and Eric back into the game I definitely uh miss seeing them so it's good to know that they're coming back and I was uh I was excited for a second until you said we're not going to see him at all this year but Dave Wallace so he's going to be playing rubber again at some point yeah, he had like a hand injury to start. That's why he wasn't actually playing foam this past season. Okay, um, so he's just kind of recovering from that. And then, yeah, the dates just aren't going to work this year for like rounds two and three. So, yeah, gotcha. it was kind of tough for him to make it out this year. But he'll hopefully be back uh, for 2019. Because gotcha. he, he played awesome last year. We had him out for round two. He came out to uh, San Jose, and he was just killing it. I think uh, – Dave Benedetto like caught on to his uh, suicide and he was just like having a blast. And then they're both ended up being teachers. So they just like hit it off. Nice battle to the Daves. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, well, cool. So we'll, we'll, I guess maybe, I don't know, we might come back to that. Maybe not, but let's just definitely move on. I do want to ask this question. Um, how long have you been playing dodgeball? Um, so it's probably been about five or six years now. Um, we actually started with, it was me, Randy and Joseph Hogue. We actually started at a trampoline dodgeball at this place called jump street in Chandler, Arizona, and it's trampoline cloth. So believe it or not, yeah, we started with cloth and it, it was pretty fun. They had, they hosted tournaments like every Wednesday, you just get like to play for free if you win and stuff like that. And, uh, we weren't that good at it at first. We couldn't really throw it just because it's like so big. And then we are kind of, kind of just like figured it out, uh, how to grip it uh, enough to like to have that red target on the yellow ball. And if you grip it in the right spot, you can just hold it with one hand and not worry. Uh, so we started doing that. And actually JJ Morrow uh, saw us there and he was like, Hey, you guys are pretty good. You guys, uh, should come play real dodgeball at nice. Phoenix Dodgeball at Kiwanis in Tempe. And we're like, all right. And found out it was 8.5. And we that's where we met Jordan. Jordan, it was just Jordan, JJ, and like us three. And I think we had one more guy. But uh yeah, we started playing that. And it was it was okay. Like we didn't really know how to throw it that well. And it was kind of tough to to pick up because it was only like best of seven uh when you play out here. So not many games to like get going. Um, but someone noticed us there and told us about um, foam over in okay. at, at that time it was on like it was in Tempe still so we went out to that and uh, that was kind of just my thing from then 
I uh, loved it. I could throw the ball right away. I knew how to throw a curveball with that thing. And, uh, yeah, I kind of just stuck with it and stuck with Sonny's League uh, for NDO, National Dodgeball Organization. Gotcha. So I think I'm finally connecting the dots because I remember JJ bringing in these these kids from trampoline dodgeball. And I think you said five years ago. So, so I, I probably still lived in, in Tucson back then, but I remember him and, 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 uh, Jordan. And I just remember these three, no fans kids that were playing. You, just, you guys are just yeah. very young. Right. Yeah. And I always wonder what happened to you. And then when I, uh, started playing NDO for the first time back in December of 2015, like I knew of you, like I knew that you were an experienced person. I don't know if that was just maybe the way you carried yourself or I watched you play a couple of games before because we were on the same team. But like, I guess it was trying to f- figure out where you came from, which is funny, but I get it now. So, do you remember what team name you were for Phoenix Dodgeball on Sundays? Oh gosh, I think it was uh, Vitality. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it was a little weird, but we were like, I remember um, like at that point it was pretty competitive. I think it's more co- it was more competitive back then than it is now or this last season that they they had another 8.5 but i remember it was like alan was out there chris bell uh they had team evil um so those guys were just killing it and i was like there's no way i can throw like them for this 8.5 ball uh so yeah someone told us about phone and we just like jumped ship and went and played in ndo gotcha yeah it's all it's all coming back to me now so i remember um just wondering like man sucks when new players show up because they just get rocked and this is sunday competitive and it's like you said it's they play the best four out of seven so once that fourth game is won the rest don't really count so it's kind of like a it's like a i don't know if you really want to rack up seven points on a team go for it but the format's different and you have to kind of get your groove really fast where unlike ndo you you play as many games as, as possible so you can have somebody start off with four no but they can still come back and and take the game but. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can get your full 40 minutes for foam. And then uh, it was just a little tough for 8.5. I don't know if that's what turned us off from it uh, at the time. Because if, man, if we get 4-0, then uh, we're done for dodgeball in like 10 minutes. Yeah. And sometimes that would happen, especially with new teams. You guys would be done so fast. So it's like, well, we've got 20 more minutes left of game time. I guess we'll just call it, consider it open gym or, or who knows. So Yeah. And, and we were like, uh, I think I was probably like 17 or 18 at the time. So it's like, as soon as we lose or win or whatever, um, such a short time that by the time we're finished, we're rolling like 17 or 18. So we can't even go to the bar after, <laughs> or at least enjoy the bar. So there's like nothing for you guys afterwards. Yeah. So it's like, <clears throat> we're just, oh, let's go to NDO and check it out. But even at that time, someone, uh, I think it was Nate Evans was the first one to ask me to come play in the season instead of open gym. And at the time I was, yeah, at the same time, it was like 17, 18. And he's like, yeah, it's over in Phoenix on uh, about 30, 40 minutes. So I was like, I'm not going to drive 30, 40 minutes for dodgeball. And then <laughs> now like me, I'm like traveling all the time and doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I'm so laughing. Time, I was like, I'm not going to travel for dodgeball. And then once I got really into it, I was like, I'm going. Nice. Well, we'll definitely cover your travels. So uh, a little bit later, but I'm just laughing because I, I drove up, I drove I drove up from Tucson to play in this Sunday league sometimes. So when people say, oh, 30 minutes, that's too far. I'm like, well, either I'm just really dedicated or you're lazy, one or the other. But Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's completely different mindset now. Exactly. 
Um, well, cool. So let's kind of go back to your first experience with trampoline. Had, had you played any kind of dodgeball before then? No, I mean, really it was only like uh, maybe in high school. That was about it. And even then it was probably like one of those things where you play it for a few weeks in PE and then you just move on to a different sport. So yeah, I always liked it. I've always liked playing. I just never really got into it at the time until we played trampoline where it was like, all right, once a week we're going to go over to play trampoline dodgeball and get better at it. And I think it was kind of fun because uh, when we were younger, like 16, 17, we played these, there was this other team that would just win every week and they were like 20, 21 years old. And we always met them in the championship. And for a while we lost almost every time to them. And then finally we started beating them and it just felt like so good to like finally take out all these guys that were like five years older than us that had been playing and it kind of just stuck. And that's when JJ kind of recruited us. Notice you guys. Yeah. Well, kudos to him for, for introducing you to uh, dodgeball. It's always, for me, it's always fun to kind of reverse engineer how somebody got started. Like who was that person that brought you in or what was that event that, that brought you to the dodgeball inversion of you that we all, that we all know now. So kind of cool. You can trace it back to that time frame. Do you, um, do you remember like what it was about dodgeball that you liked so much? I don't know. I mean, um, I've always played like growing up team sports. So it was just mainly baseball and I like the team aspect competitiveness and I don't know, just the satisfaction of getting the win after a long match, I guess. So yeah, it's been pretty fun that way. Gotcha. And I know this might be taboo to bring up, but, um, in addition to baseball, were there any other sports that you played growing up? Um, I mean, competitively, maybe like uh, some football, not too much, but I uh, played basketball in, in middle school, but both my parents played softball. That's how they met. So they, they both played softball together. Uh, my dad played in the minors for baseball. So I've always just been like around baseball my whole life. So it's kind of what I stuck with. I wasn't really interest, too interested in all the other sports. Like, so yeah, I kind of just stuck with baseball the whole time. Gotcha. And did that help you with dodgeball in any way? I think so. I mean, I used to pitch a lot. Um, there you go. Around the high school area. And uh, I never played in high school. I just always played like rec ball. That's how I met Randy and his brother, Joseph. Um, I think it was more fun that way. I got to meet a bunch of friends. I'm still friends with a bunch of those people I played with. And that's kind of why I, I think pitching helped where I can throw the curveball and then um, I developed a two seam once, uh, it was actually once catch him started, uh, catching my curveball every time I had to change it up on him. Nice. And think of something different cause, uh, it was getting predictable and my fastball wasn't good enough to just like rock him cause he can catch a lot. Yeah. He'll do that. Definitely. is good at, at throwing and catching, which is infuriating. <laughs> um, Okay, cool. So, um, played some baseball, played dodgeball a little bit, uh, growing up. And then, so I do, I do want to go back to, um, the NDO. So you, you, you tried out Phoenix dodgeball, the Sunday competitive league, I probably saw a, a much different version of dodgeball than what you might've seen at the NDO where I don't know if you can recall, but like many of the teams are very s- slow and deliberate. There's a lot of exchange, like, okay, we'll throw. Okay. Then they'll throw. It wasn't as chaotic as, um, what I perceived the NDO to be. 
Do, do you remember what it was like transitioning from that Sunday league to the NDO? Yeah. Um, my first time going to NDO was actually for a tournament. Um, Santi asked me to sub for a team and, oh no, actually it was during the season. He asked me to sub for this team because they didn't really have anybody else that was pretty good. And he just saw me at open gyms a lot. And he was like, Hey, if you want to play on this team, I'll give you like half off on the season if you play with them. Nice. And I was like, all right. And I started to go out there instead of open gyms. And it was actually with Dave Wallace. So that's how I met Dave. He was on my team. Um, we didn't have really have any other uh, strong arms on the team. So we were just kind of the corners and yeah, it's a, a lot different because more people can throw it. Um, I don't know. It's just, there's more packed. Like when you're playing at Phoenix, it's, I think it's six on six. So, and at NDO at the time they had like 12 teams and I think it was like 10 to 12 people per team. So I guess it was more open gym like, but, um, different, definitely more uh, fast paced. So I don't know if that's what I liked about it more and the fact that I could throw it a lot harder than 8.5. But, um, yeah, it's kind of what drew me over there. And I played that season and then Dave picked me up for the next few seasons because we just hit it off playing together. And yeah, it's, I haven't stopped playing NDO since played every season. Nice. Uh, real quick, do you, and I forgot to ask this earlier, do you still play trampoline dodgeball at all? Or um, No, we haven't really gone back to like jump street or anything, but uh, we did do the UDC scene. Uh, we went to Vegas in 2016. Um, so we, we did that, and we've done a bunch of practices since, but it's kind of tough because uh, the last, uh, like last year, we went to Torrance to go qualify because – now the they don't like the sky zone in there's only one in in Peoria for Arizona and they don't host anymore. So now we have to travel to to Torrance to go do it. But yeah, we do do the UDC scene. Uh, every once in a while we'll get a practice going uh, and head over there. But yeah, it's kind of you have to plan it out. I can't just go one night because at least from Chandler it's like an hour drive. Gotcha. So, so Peoria used to be a chapter for UDC, but it's, it's no longer. So Arizona just is kind of, are we SOL for them, I guess, or at least for the yeah, time being? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the manager over there is kind of tough to deal with. Like he doesn't, he's not like really into uh, the UDC tournament for, for Sky Zone. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not too bad to go to Torrance, but uh, it's, it's just tough because the West Coast doesn't really get much love for, for UDC. There's only about, I think, three locations and four or five spots. Gotcha. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, um, I, d- I do remember hearing, not nightmare stories, about the, the Peoria location, but there's there definitely haven't been the most pleasant to deal with. And then as far as having to travel to Torrance, doesn't that put you guys in, like, Doom territory? Yeah, I think Doom goes to Van Nuys, I want to say. Um, gotcha. But, yeah, we went to Torrance last year, and... Uh, Riot actually knocked us out. We lost to them in the championship. Oh, wow. So you guys pretty, went pretty far then for that. Yeah, I mean, there was only like, I don't know, six teams at that location. Um, and I think it was uh, us, which we brought New Breed, and we played against Riot. And uh, I think it was pretty close in the championship, but we 
we lost to them and it was kind of tough because uh i don't think i would have been able to go to chicago because i was actually going to cabo that same weekend but i was definitely hoping to get my team to go out there if uh if we could win and they would just had to find a sub for me gotcha so you're still vested in the team wanted them to win did your best and just blow it for for cabo <laughs> no i didn't just blow it i was like no i still want them to go i mean <laughs> get the new breed's name out there but i mean that doesn't really matter anymore i mean we changed it <laughs> yeah for sure cool well so i guess um with your background you know you, you gave rubber a shot wasn't really your thing so to speak then you got really used to and in, involved with foam and we'll definitely kind of talk more about that um as we transition to um you know team usa and whatnot but i did want to ask you what what brought you into elite dodgeball since that's you know pretty much 8.5 realm yeah, we, um, well, once, once Newbreed kind of formed, it was right around UDC is where we met Isidro. Um, one of the other players, uh, Kane, um, he brought Isidro onto our team for UDC and then we kind of just formed Newbreed from there and we all stuck together in NDO. And, uh, once Catchem started coming out more to foam, he actually kept bugging us to, to come out to elite. So he's like, he's, if you want to be a real team, you got to come to Elite. And I was like, all right, well, finally we started to give it a real shot. And we went uh, last year. Uh, it was our first year doing it. We didn't have enough men to play in Open, but we did pretty well in Coed. Uh, I think we finished like tied for fifth in the first round for Coed. And then uh, round two was when we ended up getting the first seed because we didn't really have to play a tough team. But, uh, and then we lost in, in the playoffs. But, yeah, it was definitely fun. I mean, uh, I like elite. I like the competitiveness of it. I'm not, like, too fond of 8.5, but, I mean, if we if we have, like, that kind of competition, like, I definitely like going out there to play against other teams. Gotcha. Yeah, it's funny because I remember arguing with Ketchum a while ago. I mean, this is years ago, about how – he like scares people away and, and isn't good for the growth of dodgeball. And then he like pointed to you and Isidro and, and I think Randy and he's like, I got them to play. And I was like, all right, that's fair. Cause you guys are actually, you know, sticking with it. And to, to, uh, to, to his credit, he does try to recruit new people and, and get new bodies playing and, and does uh, promote the elite. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. He might be a tough recruiter because, uh, once they see his arm, they might get a little uh, turned off. Yeah, it's like, come on, you know you want to catch this. You know you want me to throw this at you. Come yes. on, you can compete with people like us. Uh, yeah, sure. from, the, from the get-go, too, right away, without any kind of practice or, or uh, easing into it. Um, <laughs> well, cool. So, And then, you know, you, obviously you guys um, transitioned into Heat, and then you, you played for round one. Um, and I remember playing against you guys, and, like, you guys definitely seemed tougher from when I remember – back when I played against you for round three of last year. Um, have you guys kept the same roster more or less or? Yeah. I mean, changes? we lost, uh, we lost Dave for this year, but I mean, we added right. Jordan. Um, so that'll be pretty good. Um, I mean, we needed another arm is what we needed. And then we'll actually have, um, we picked up Marcus for round two McDowell. Oh, crazy. Yeah, so he was. We saw him at round one, and he he plays coed for with Alliance, mm -hmm. and he was just standing around during the end of open, and we we're like, "Are you not playing open?" And he's like, "No, I don't have a team." And I was like, "Well, we know Jordan's not going to be there for round two, so come with us for round two and three. And he said, "Okay." 
Nice. So yeah, we, we have about the same team. We didn't do, uh, I mean, we did decent in round Robin and we had a poor showing in playoffs, but we hope to turn it around, especially with um, some of the 8.5 practices. They're starting to start up around Tempe Chandler area. Yeah, it's good to see that happening, and that, that's what me and Eric Nolan were talking about, and we're happy to actually see it take place, because I remember round one talking to him, we're like, yeah, we definitely need to go home and practice, and you know how it is, like, once you leave Elite, you're like, oh, I'm going to practice every day, I'm going to I'm gonna take this so seriously, and then life happens, and you kind of forget about it until the next Elite, but it's really good to see um, a lot of the people that want to compete are making these open gyms happen, and it's always good to play against you guys and, and practice, because we definitely want all of the Arizona teams to have a, a strong showing, so... It's exciting to see that come along. Definitely, yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and move into uh, more more of the foam aspect because this is probably going to take um, a lot of the interview. And I, I wanted to ask and just start with what was it like playing for Team USA? Let's uh, let's talk about like going from yeah, I don't want to drive thirty minutes to to whatever to play dodgeball to yeah I'm 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 on Team USA now. What was that like? Yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's a it's a weird story just because it's like. I didn't want to drive 30 minutes, but I'll take a 16-hour flight to Australia. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, um, I think – so Sonny runs the – at the time he was running the Team USA selection and told me to try out um, that that year in 2016. And I went to it, and I did pretty good at the tryout and uh, made the team, and it was uh, – it's kind of tough. I always tell people it's, it's tough to, to get a team like that because we can't really practice going out there. And it's kind of just like you get a pre- like maybe two days to practice beforehand unless people show up to other tournaments. But, um, yeah, when we got out there, we had like about one day, maybe like two hours to, to practice together and get our team chemistry going. But once you get out to the tournament in, uh, for World Championships, it's uh, it's definitely pretty cool. You get to see a whole lot of different countries. Uh, I think the year I went, there was nine countries and ten teams, and you just kind of see like what everybody's take is on dodgeball and how they play and what their strategy is, what they what they favor. Um, like I don't know, a lot of the teams play a little similar. I want to say the one outlier is probably Malaysia because they just none of them are big. None of them are like, I don't know. They're all pretty athletic. They don't focus on catching. Their main thing is like dodge first. Huh. Uh, they all have good arms, but, um, and then everybody else is kind of just, just like us. And uh, you want to be like a good all around player and throw hard, go for catches. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a different scene out there. Were there any, aside from Malaysia, like any other countries that you, I don't want to say you were shocked to watch, but they kind of surprised you or you're like, oh, wow, that's, that's new or that's different. Yeah. It's gotta be like that year, especially, I think it was, it was Malaysia just because they, they played a different style than everybody and they were known for like just dominating people on the rush. Like you're almost playing down six, five after the rush. Uh, after being six on six, you're just down a player. And that was kind of their advantage. And they beat a lot of people to the line and took out somebody on the way there. I'm assuming so it's because was, they're just really quick. Really yeah. Fast. Like, I don't know what it was. Like I, I went with them on the rush and 
seemed like we got there at the same time and then you turn around and one guy's down and or I'm down. <laughs> um, so it was definitely something you had to adjust to. Um, and then obviously Canada is really good. I mean, so I've they heard. went a lot of the time and they just have that team chemistry. They all, I, I think they all live in like the same area of Canada. So they have time to practice and they've been playing together a bunch of years. So you can definitely tell the team chemistry and even when they're losing, they still find a way to win as we found out from last year against us. And what, what did you guys take last year or was 2016? I guess that was the first one. So yeah, 2016, we finished fourth and uh, last year in 2017, we finished fourth. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, if you like from being on both teams, like I think we definitely improved last year. I mean, we gave Canada a run for their money. Like I don't think anybody expected that score we had at, at halftime. And then, Again, nobody expected us to blow it either. So, <laughs> yeah, I try not to open up any any wounds there. Um, but I'm curious. So, was uh, 2016 was in Australia, and last year that was in Canada. Canada, yeah, and uh, it was right by right, right in Toronto, and uh, it was at the Markham Pan Am Center. So I don't know if that's like a little suburb off of Toronto. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of those players, I think I was looking at the the list they just released today for the Canada team, and I think like three or four guys are from Toronto, and so then uh, one of the other guys from Markham, so. So they got yeah. that, that proximity towards each other. They're probably used to playing together all the time. They have like a little bit of an advantage, you'd say, maybe. Yeah, exactly, and it's it, it's just like these last <clears throat> two years for Team USA, it's like um, there's about three people max in one state, so it's like three in Arizona, two in LA, three in Minnesota, one in Chicago. So it's like, unless we all go to the same tournament and get like a practice going, it's kind of tough to to get that chemistry. I was going to say, you probably get that like during round robin, maybe, right? If that's being optimistic on when you guys actually yeah, finally yeah. sync and click. Exactly. What, uh, do you, do you recall maybe what you guys did differently, um, from 2016 versus last year that, you said you like you kind of felt like you had a better showing. Yeah, I mean, we tried to uh, play in some extra tournaments together before then, and I think we kind of just like, like, hey, you were on there last year. Let's get a practice going, or like, let's try to team up for this tournament, and just kind of get everybody's play style. And uh, I think we just had a stronger team overall. I mean, adding a Cedro O'Brien. I mean, we had like. And then Nico on the rush, like it just looked different. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say they were like it was. It was better than the ones that weren't there last year. But it's, um, I think they definitely added some value to uh, to the middle, especially. And I think Foley just broke out and like dominated the corner for us. I mean, he got MVP last year, so he nice. definitely stuck out and made a big improvement from 2016 to 17. It's like a different dynamic, basically. Not so much talent-wise, just different assets that you guys might have had versus 2016. Yeah, I think I think we had a lot more uh, a lot more just arms in 2016. Which, gotcha. if if you're not gonna catch or something in the middle for in 20 like 2016, we had more arms. So it's like 2017. If you're in the middle, you kind of have to be able to catch. So yeah, I think that was kind of like. A little bit of a flaw that we had. Um, we had too many corners. That's what it was. Too many corners for 2016, and you got four corners, but 
only two can play it. Gotcha. So when you were um, at some point when you were on your way to Australia, did you ever just stop for a moment and think, what am I doing? <laughs> like I'm actually playing, I'm, I'm on a plane right now going to Australia to play dodgeball. Like who would have thought this would have happened? Did you ever, ha- ever have any moments like that? <laughs> you know, I was like, I think I was more worried because that day I left for Australia, um, I flew with Sonny and Rachel uh, from the women's team and we've all, we all flew up there together. So that was nice, but it's just to know somebody on the plane for that long of a flight. <laughs> and, um, I actually got sick the morning of, and out of all the days I got sick. So I was like sleeping the whole time, but yeah, as soon as you land there and you see everybody, and you know, you're in, a, in another country. It's like, my, it was my first time out of the country besides like Mexico. Right. So it was like overseas. And it's just like, once you hit the ground over there, it's like, I'm here for dodgeball. And yeah, just talking to anybody on the flight on the way there, it was like, Oh, what are you doing? Where are you going? And I'm like, well, I'm actually going for dodgeball. And they're like, and then it just turns into a whole like 20 minute story about dodgeball. Did you ever get like, Oh, like the movie or. Oh man. I think that happens even to this day. I, anybody I talk to about it. Even, oh, like, yeah. And it's like, I kind of just brush it off. Even in Australia though, same, same kind of reactions. Yeah, um, I mean, I think Australians are like a lot nicer and they're kind of um, just their take on stuff was they're just like all for any of their sports. Like they have netball and rugby. So I think they're kind of okay with kind of like these off the wall sports that aren't just like the mainstream thing. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. But that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Very cool. Well, are you a. I mean, are are you trying to get on Team USA for this go round, or because I understand the formats can be a little bit different? They're definitely changing up how they select players. Are you still like thinking you want to go international and still want to rep Team USA, or what are your thoughts on on the latest with USA Dodgeball? Definitely, I think uh, I'm definitely trying out. Um, I think probably this year, out of most, more than any of the other years, I want to definitely play because now that there's a bigger pool I kind of want to just feel like I, de- I deserve it I think and not just like it was because of how many people tried out the last two years I don't want it to be like oh you just got on just because there wasn't that many people trying out I kind of just want to make it so to prove my to prove to anybody that uh I was good enough to to play so yeah I'm definitely working on some stuff and watching videos and especially with all these new tournaments are great for, for the sport. Um, especially the international stages, the ones that Jake's running to, to help grow it. And, uh, it's definitely nice seeing LA play, play foam because just gets a new player pool out there. And maybe it's, it's kind of funny seeing some people that have never thrown it and they're great 8.5 players. And then they pick up this foam ball and throw it about 10 feet in the air. Yeah. But that's hilarious to watch. It is. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I, because uh, I, I know that there's like some controversy over um, Team USA post what 2015. Um, but I'm kind of, I, I just, I don't want to say it's too clear of that. I just know that it's it's on a better track than it was now with all the recent developments. So um, that that's kind of cool. Like you, you know, you, you want to make sure that you belong there and you're trying to prove yourself. And I mean, that's as much of a good reason as anybody else for trying to be on team USA. I mean, you're, you're going to be the best of the best. You're representing the country. You want to go win, dominate everything. You want all of us backing you up. So 
totally understand that. Definitely, yeah. Well, let's let's kind of talk about real quick. Um, I know this is a gimme. I was going to ask, what is your favorite style of ball? Um, foam, duh. But I guess aside from foam, you know, you got no sting, you got rubber and cloth. I sometimes forget that exists just because I hate that ball. But uh, <laughs> other than foam, what is your favorite style of ball? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, no sting. I like kind of the hybrid version of it with like between foam and 8.5. But um I think it's, I think it, yeah, it's just a good hybrid. Like I love the Sin City Classic to, to go out there and play in that tournament. And uh, I think probably the only f- flaw or downfall of that ball is just the consistency between all of them. Right. So it's like one of them is going to be super squishy while the other one's like a brick. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it's just cause like I can throw it pretty decent now and, um, can still throw a curve on it, I guess, and still catchable. I mean, they're all pretty catchable, but um, yeah, just like how I can can place it and get some speed on it. And nice. I think it I think it allows more people to play and doesn't like stray away like any of the women from from playing nosting. So the uh, what's your favorite? It's kind of a weird question. What's your preferred nosting ball? Like, if you get a squishy one, or you're like, oh, this is garbage. Or you're like, yes, I want this one. Like, which one do you prefer or lean towards? Um, I definitely like to be able to like squeeze it, but not like have it be like where I can. It's almost like you're pinching it every time because it's so squishy. But yeah, just where it's like enough to where it's hard enough to to aim it without it curving down to the ground every time. But um, yeah, not like a rock though. So. Yeah, as long as it's not pretty much like right in between, right in between the squishiness and the rock, uh, enough to just place it where I want it. Gotcha. And going back to Sin City, um, unless I'm mistaken, you've had a pretty good run there, haven't you? Like, aren't you racking up the first places or am I? Yeah, we usually have a pretty decent team. I mean, uh, that's like the only tournament I play with, uh, with Catchem for. So it's definitely nice to have that other corner there. Um, but I like it because a lot of teams go for him right away and then they'll just ignore me and then I, I get him out when they try to go across them. And I like to be like that protection, especially for that kind of player. Yeah, especially when all the focus is on him. Like, oh, I don't want to get lit up by catch him. Oh, yeah, there's like five other people that can throw at me. Whoops. Yeah, exactly. And it was nice because uh, I think the last, I think it was, I played with him. This is the third year and. We've had, we, I think we got the first seed almost every year. Uh, I think this is the third year. We've got the first seed almost every year, but we finally won it this time around. That's okay. Yeah, because I remember you guys, obviously you guys won this one, but I was trying to remember if you guys won last year, and then I remember some controversy like over a call or whatever, like a questionable player, what have you. It always happens, but um, gotcha. So so you've, you've seeded first, but this was the first one you guys actually won for Sin City. Yeah, we finally... We finally pulled it out and uh, won it all. I think we were playing um, Pines team in the championship. Yeah, I'm not going to say their name, but uh, I know who you're talking about. That's a good game. I remember watching the, all that unfold. Um, well, cool. So I, I do want to transition into the crowdsource questions. There's quite a few of them, but I did want to ask real quick, what is your style of play? Do you consider yourself more of a defensive player, offensive? Do you go for catches more? What um, 
how would you describe your, your style? I don't know, especially like, um, it's almost like I'd rather not have us like too much of a strong suit in something. Um, especially like going for like team USA or anything. I feel like you should be able to do it all. So you should be able to block pretty well. You should be able to catch, you should be able to throw. So, and, and play smart. So I feel like I do all of them pretty decent. So I don't want to like just be, Oh, he only catches or he's only a thrower. I kind of want I've tried to work on my game to like excel in all of them. And, uh, like, I think it was playing it like playing an NDO about like three years ago. I didn't go for a catch at all. Like in that league, if you're playing corner, you're pretty much just throwing the whole time. And then I, when I went to start, I started going to open gyms more over there and I just worked on catching. Like I never, I get rid of my ball as soon as I got it and force people to throw at me. And it definitely helped a lot because then I was ready for, for worlds in Australia and got a, whole bunch of catches gotcha yeah I, I can vouch for that like you don't um when when we're playing against each other or when i see you like on the opposite court i'm like yeah i you can either catch me out or throw me out so it's not like you're partial to any one particular thing you kind of just like work with what you have so yeah it again you, you do strike me as somebody that's uh fairly balanced um i do see you try to try to go for some wild catches every now and then where you're like sacrificing your body and diving three feet in the air but i mean that's it's for like during open gyms so it's, it's more for like fun i would think than <laughs> anything um and i do want to thank both markel stokes and sergio for these questions but uh because this is one of these i'm going to ask now as a staple but do you have any specific songs that like amp you up for a dodgeball game um i pretty much always when i do like bring my headphones beats whatever i usually try to listen to eminem specifically um i think my go-to song is probably lose yourself i was gonna ask if that was the one nice yeah it's probably i don't know it just gets you amped up i guess gotcha and do you have like any like a pregame playlist or is it just that song whenever you need to get in the zone it's usually just that song. I mean, sometimes I'll just like YouTube, like a playlist of like pump up songs and just get the blood flowing, I guess. Nice. Any, uh, this might be a weird question, but any like random songs you're like, Oh, that's, that's weird. I wouldn't think of you getting amped up to that song. And I ask <laughs> this because Alan listens to bare naked ladies and I don't understand how anybody can transfer one week to dodgeball. It just blew my mind. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I, I, I mean, I guess I, I like country, but I wouldn't use it to like be a pump up playlist. I don't want to hear about my, uh, my truck breaking down, losing a girlfriend. Yeah. And, you want to get depressed before you play. Yeah. Yeah. Country is really good for that. Um, I do enjoy my country when I feel like, um, I want to beat myself up emotionally. So why not? Um, well, cool. So let's go ahead now and, and kind of transition into the crowdsource questions. There's, there's quite a few of them. So uh, if I don't do it after, huge thank you to everybody that submitted them. So speaking of Alan, we'll go ahead and start with his and um, kind of cover this a little bit, but why didn't you start Heat or New Breed uh, sooner? Why didn't you bring them into Elite sooner? Um, I think it was just the 8.5 aspect. Like our team is like, 
home first kind of team. So um, traveling for 8.5 just wasn't like in our agenda. But then uh, we, we figured if we wanted to get better and see the other competition, we had to go and join. And uh, as, as I said before, it was like Ketchum was definitely pushing us to go out there. Nice. And actually, so Heat is your foam team. Do you guys have a lot of opportunities to play in other tournaments as a team? Um, well, I mean, we brought like half of our team to, uh, or most of it, I guess, to the, that Tribune tournament. I mean, it was, that's why we called ourselves a uh, Boosh breed uh, at the oh, time. I the name. It was like, uh, me, Isidro and Randy <clears throat> teamed up with Stone, Foley and Derek for that one. So yeah, cause I think, I don't think enough people were going to come out to it from our team um but i mean we had like uh i think griff oh griffin and uh joseph joined they teamed up because uh they found out about it and they wanted to play so they they made their own team uh but yeah i mean it was just an opportunity especially for like for like me isidro and randy were playing on the international stage last year um to play with stone and foley uh we don't really get that opportunity too often Gotcha. So if, uh, would it be fair to say though, that, that for other foam events that happen, heat is your go-to team? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. If we can get like another, like, uh, USA dodgeball event for, for foam or something, we'll definitely bring heat. Nice. No pun intended. Yeah, I was, uh, caught that one. It's funny because for some reason, and I, it's probably because I'm from Arizona too, but like when I saw Heat, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's from like the 1996 movie with Val Kilmer and all them. But I'm obviously reading way to it. It was, no, it's because Arizona's hot and that's it. So, <laughs> uh, my mind's the wonder sometimes. But um, speaking of my mind, uh, Steve Damon asks, how do you get better at foam when your whole life has been rubber and you know nothing else? <laughs> As you know, I struggle profusely with foam um and yeah i think that's a fair question though because uh you know you got a lot of people that are trying to cross class so to speak and transition into other games and i I agree um no sting is like a great in between foam and rubber but man foam is just like learning a whole nother language for me um what advice would you have to people like myself that want to um get better at foam and not be so uh stubborn with rubber I don't know. I think it's just going to be, I don't know, uh, going out to it all the time, getting some practices in. I mean, even like, I think most places have a foam division near, I guess, like LA, Minnesota, Dallas, like there's always some foam around and I don't know. I like, I think the big thing is getting your throw down, especially like how different it is from throwing an 8.5 ball. Uh, cause you can definitely overthrow it and release too early or something like that. And, uh, it definitely takes some getting used to transitioning from 8.5 to foam, especially on the catching part. Cause I went from catching foam to catching 8.5. So it's like, I don't know. I think it was just, that's an easier transition than going the other way. Yeah. And I think that's where I get the most frustrated because the body and my instincts know what to do and they know how to bait people. And it works, except for I don't do my part, and that's actually catch the dang thing. 
<laughs> it's because I'm so used to catching rubber a certain way that um, I, I just have to forget. It's like I have to learn how to catch foam from scratch. And uh, I forgot who it was. Maybe it was uh, Santi was saying, you got to start with your hands first versus, you know, letting the rubber kind of impact your body and you can pin it, so to speak. Um, would you agree with that advice? Or how do you how do you catch a foam ball? Like, Can you break that down just real quick on a basic level? Yeah, I think... Especially for me, I don't try to reach for it much, even though it looks like, I don't know, just like a piece of candy in the air when you're just trying to go for it. I always mostly stick with catching it on my body, especially because the way it bounces off of you, um, it might cushion. So it's like, I don't know, when you when it comes to you, you can even let it have it bounce off you and still have enough time to like get your hands to trap it. You're saying this for foam? Yeah, for foam. Oh, wow. Uh, I use, yeah, because, like, I hardly ever catch, like, all hands. Like, I'm not an Isidro kind of catcher where I can just do all hands, but um, I almost always use my body to catch all of it and move my body towards it, I guess, if it's if it's near. Hmm. Yeah, so, I, can't, yeah I, can't, I can't pick stuff out of the air like Isidro. Yeah, I, I don't. I think there's few people that actually can, at least as frequently as he does. He's a he's a monster, and he does it with rubber too, which is insane to watch. Yeah, that was unbelievable. I mean, we've we've gone to uh, we've even gone to like one of those rice practices in San Diego, and he had like one ridiculous catch on Chris Bell where he threw his hands in the air, turned around, and he like caught it on his head, all hands. Jeez. It was like, and everybody just like had to like take like a five minute break to let that sink in <laughs> just to realize what they saw and acknowledge the greatness. Yeah. It was crazy. It's incredible. I would love to see like a first person POV of like what goes on in his mind when this happens. Like, is it just instinctual? Is it uh, a little bit of reflexive and he's, he sees it coming in slow motion, you know, it just makes me wonder like what goes on in his mind when he's making these insane catches. <laughs> And the, the, the funny part is like, he'll drop the simplest ones too. And just like, how in the world did you pluck Ketchum's ball out of the air, but you dropped my ball that I slipped out of my hands? Like, I don't understand how that works sometimes. It's got to be like 70 miles an hour plus to, for him to catch it easily. To trigger his catch mode. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Um, yeah, this is all really, this is just a, a chance for me to pick your brain so I can get better at foam. There really is no podcast episode. Um <laughs> This is all for my own personal gain, um, so I appreciate that insight. Um, let's move on to Sergio Leone's question, and what players in Elite influence your game? Oh, if man, uh, there's probably a bunch. I uh, still, as like a student of the game, I try to pick some of the top players and see what works for them and pick something from their game that they're really strong at to and try to make it my own, I guess. So um, there's like Crater and Tim who are like, seems like they can stand in the corner all day uh, just blocking and uh, making like smart throws, smart decisions. And I try to watch that a lot because um, they're probably two of the best at playing corner and especially in 8.5. And um, I studied stuff from like catching like the way he – he sets his feet when he just gets like these crazy catches in foam and an 8.5, like they'll just stick there. And if you see like his spacing on his feet, like some of them just stick there. And I didn't even like think to do that. Cause I like spread my feet out when I play. And so just little things like that, like I'll pick up on, on, on certain players. 
Um, now, is this stuff you're watching for on video or is it like a mixture of video and, and live actual events? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, I, I look at all our games and try to see like big catches, big plays and why someone threw this ball and how did this work out and how did that play develop? And so I watch that on video and then I try to secretly ref some of the better teams so I can, I can watch how they're playing. Cause I can't really always watch them when I'm, when we're playing. So. Yeah. Refing is a great way to uh, take notes and uh, scout, but also get the mind ready for fast paced objects. I mean, I don't, I know a lot of people, don't like refing. I don't mind it because I get to do all three of those things at the same time. So kind of glad you said that. Um, let's see. And this is kind of like a good segue into this question and hopefully I get his name right. But uh, Charlie Struzik asked, is it an annoying being compared to Cody and Dan Foley? <laughs> oh, man, that was like a, Cody Dan that was like an ongoing joke uh, when we went to Australia. It was... Um, we were, we always, we sat in the Airbnb in Australia, in Melbourne, and we were watching the footage and the commentators, oh, geez. they kept mixing <laughs> us up on the, on the stream. So, but it actually worked out in my favor. So that's why it was funny because Cody would have a catch and they're like, Oh, Clark with the catch. And Cody's <laughs> over there like, no, that was me. And, uh, so that was pretty funny. So I guess it worked in my favor, but not so much for him. But, uh, no, Cody's like, one of my brothers, we we played together at the, one of the LA tournaments with uh, with Glenn for the other like LA Classic. Um, so yeah, Paul is a great guy. It's uh, it's an honor being compared to him. Nice, and the, it's Cody Danful. That's his full name. <laughs> yeah, I guess I've never called him Dan, but uh, I think it's I because I, I especially because like we had uh, we had two Codys on the team, so I, I hated saying Cody. So. I just go ahead and Stidham and Foley. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I know it's Cody Foley. Um, it's just when I copy-pasted, it, it took his full name from Facebook, so that's my fault. <laughs> I know who Cody Foley is. So I'll just clear that up. So, <laughs> um, Markel Stokes asked, what is your most clutch play during dodgeball, and what was your most memorable play internationally? He said, in parentheses, you made a lot of good plays, so should have no sword shortage to uh, draw from on those. Oh, man, um... Uh, I don't know if there are too many like plays. I kind of just liked, um, especially that first year uh, going out to Australia. We had probably if, if anybody wants to watch like a really good foam match, it was when we played Malaysia. It was day one. I think the Australian Dodgeball Federation has it uploaded on YouTube um, towards the end of the the live stream. We were playing Malaysia, and again, they're like a great team. But right at the end, we went to like overtime. It was the four minute overtime. So it was probably, like, it was like, I think my, probably the only time in the tournament that I went to overtime in round robin. And we played them day one and we had like the numbers on them. We, we were up like six, four on them. And then if you watch it, they had like a, they took out like three people at once. Like it hit off, like it ricocheted off three people. And then all of a sudden we're down like four, three. And then it might, I think it was down 4-2 after that, like somebody else got out. And it was just me and Stone, like left against four Malaysians. And slowly but surely we picked one off, one off, one off. And uh, yeah, right at the end, uh, I think they blocked Stone's ball and I hit the guy right on the chest to, to win it. 
And that was just like, it was just like so satisfying to like, we finally beat like a big country, like with everything going on with USA at the time, it was like that put us at three and L and it just kind of was like a satisfying feeling to, to get the W against a big team like that. Um, and the, the cool part was not many teams get to watch, like not many of the men's teams or if you're the same gender teams get to watch each other play because everybody plays at the same time. So because it was overtime, all the other games finished and all eyes were on us because everybody was, we were the last game of the day. Oh, nice. Everybody came to watch us play and, and they saw this happen. So that's probably one of my favorites. Um, yeah. And then I guess like that's probably a memorable moment play. And then uh, I think another one, I don't know if it was as satisfying because it didn't really mean much, but um, round like, day three of round robin we played australia and there was one part where um it was uh it was four on one versus me and i kind of like slowly but surely picked uh each aussie off one by one and uh got us a solid w for that 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 game i think i got kind of lucky because uh i think ryan mclaughlin was one of the guys that plays and he's so tough to get out and he actually i think he stepped out of bounds like on one of his (laughs) drawbacks so He's a great player, and uh, I got lucky he stepped out of bounds. So, really, I took out, like, three guys, but that was kind of cool. So, it's another uh, video to watch if you want to see. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, you took out three guys, maybe four, but you faced four. So, I mean, there's that, too. There's yeah, it was, it was crazy. I was, like, I mean, it was, it was a little – I don't want to say it was my favorite just because the match didn't really mean much. We, we still um, – like, Australia still got the one seed – we still got the three seed, even if we, even if we lost that match. So, wasn't as as big as the other games, but I definitely liked it. Good and, personal uh, moment. Yeah, and then obviously the other one, like the other memorable moment, was uh, I got like the the only like men's award for that tournament, and it was like the best and fairest award. So, I mean, being recognized at that level was was pretty cool. I don't think they called it MVP, but I mean, it was still a, a cool award to get. Definitely. Yeah, no, this is pretty cool to take any award away from an international stage. So, I mean, that's, that's basically saying best in the world at that specific event or that specific action. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Cool. Well, um, Isaac Perez asked if you've recovered from the catch you had on, on last Saturday's tournament. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I did recover from it. Um, <laughs> Was that like um, a tournament uh, match catch? Yeah, or? it was like a we were we were playing his team, and uh, I was I ran up to just blast him because he was backpedaling, and uh, I think it like stuck in his lap, and I think his eyes were, are still closed to this day. <laughs> oh man, Isaac is uh, I've known that guy for ten years now, eleven years. I'm and, sorry. Uh, Oh, I'm not. He's he's like a he's like a brother of mine. He's awesome. Except no, when I throw great. at him and he catches me, then it, then it pisses me off because he he'll do that. But uh, no, he's great. He, we we talk about it all the time. He messaged me actually right before this this interview about it, and uh, he's always a good guy. <laughs> Glad I brought it up then. Um, yeah, he's a cool guy. Um, Joe DeFuria asks, "How is that adorable puppy of yours?" And I'm assuming this is Storm, right? Yeah. Oh man, like he's uh. I don't know what stage he's in, terrible twos or what, but um, just adorable. I mean, that's yeah, the only stage I see with him. 
He, well, I picked him up, like, he was like eight pounds when I picked him up. I went and surprised Samantha. Um, she, had, she didn't know I was getting him. I told, like, we, we were following this page on Facebook, and he, he was up for sale. And I told her I was going to message the people to pick it up. And they said, yeah, and we agreed on a price. And I messaged her right after and said, oh, yeah, they sold it the day before. And so she was kind of bummed, but my whole plan was to go right after work down to like Casa Grande to go pick it up. And I brought it home and I have a video of it somewhere on, on uh, her reaction. So it's definitely a really cute dog. Um, he was eight pounds at the time and it's been like two weeks and he's like already at 16 pounds. So I don't know if he's overeating or what, but I mean, we don't feed him that much, but he's definitely getting bigger. He's definitely not, not as small as when I picked him up. It's gonna be but he's not going to be a full sure. husky. He's a uh, Pomsky, so oh. he's actually 75% husky and 25% Pomeranian. Huh. 100% adorable, though. And, uh, yeah, definitely. He's got his like uh, eyebrow mean look all the time. <laughs> so I, love that I think that's what does it for me. That's awesome. Yeah, Serge Ferrari from Rides Brutality, who lives in San Diego, who wanted me to make it very clear that it was his question. Again, Serge Ferrari... San Diego, Rise Brutality, he, um, he asked whose idea it was. Obviously, it was, was your idea. It was like a surprise for Samantha. Yeah, the, the idea belonged to me. Nice. Um, you can quote that. So that way I don't uh, have to do any push-ups the way he wanted me to from that question. Oh, what kind of push-ups? Uh, we have this ongoing game where you have to say a certain word, and uh, the way I worded it uh, keeps me in the clear. Oh, interesting. So if, right. you want to, if anybody wants to message him, just blow up his uh, messenger and ask him about it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to hit him up and ask what that was about and see how I can make you say that word now. Should have known about that beforehand. <laughs> oh, well. Um, Alan Thomas had another question, and I don't know if this is him like trying to scout in advance because that dude is just super analytical and, and very aware of what's going on um, from his, from his uh, perspective. But is there a player in your mind that you think um needs to travel that hasn't in arizona um and this could be foam rubber no sting uh, i know he's retired but i want to see mason come out <laughs> <clears throat> mason shank yeah oh i didn't I've know he... heard stories about him but I, i've never seen him actually like play in person uh, yeah have you ever seen him like i say i saw like the rampage videos and it's just like yeah i heard he's like the catch him before catch him he was definitely the catch him before catch him. Uh, I've known him for a very long time, so he was with me on Eagle for for years. And uh, what a what a what a weapon to have when somebody is terrified of this guy and they're all and they're watching him and only him. It, it was it was such an advantage, and he was such a monster. And I I would I would pay money to watch like Mason in his prime against Ketchum and just see what would happen. That would be an awesome match, and I, I. It's funny because he's been coming up a lot in these episodes, from especially from the older people that I talk to, and I really need to let him know. Like, it's, hopefully his ears are burning. Like, like, dude, people are calling you out. Like, you need to cast off the cobwebs, get in shape. You're not that old, and and get back into it, and and challenge Andrew for dominance. Get your butt wrecked. Go back, work out some more, and come back, and uh, and and let's see you back on the dodgeball court because he was. Uh, He's awesome. He's an all-around great guy. Um, intense on the court, not as bad off the court, 
But uh, I mean, picture picture like a, a, a four year old trapped in a linebacker's body, and that's <laughs> and that's Mason Shank. So <laughs> that sums <laughs> that's him up. What I've heard. Yeah. And if uh, if he ever decides to come out and you talk to him, you uh, tell him there's like a permanently open spot on Heat for him. I'll, uh, I'll text him that right now. Like, <laughs> dude, there's a spot waiting for you already. Come out here. Stop being lame. Yeah, not before uh, Titan does, because that'd be uh, a huge, uh, dangerous team. Yeah, I, uh, I'll walk off the court if that happens. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm done. Uh, you can, good luck, guys. Whoever, wh- whatever team I'm on, if I'm against Titan with Mason, no, I'll just watch that <laughs> from the sidelines. Um, let's see. Do you know how to say Hooch's actual last name, Orlando? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Hucochea? Yeah, so Hooch, Orlando, he asked uh, baseball or dodgeball, and you can only pick one. Oh, man, I think my baseball days are over. Um, if you were still referring, referring to softball, because that's what I still oh, play right. now. Yeah, softball, I think, is what that question eventually transitioned to. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know. I'd, I'd always probably still play dodgeball. I mean, all my friends play dodgeball. I mean, softball is just kind of like a thing to – when I'm not playing dodgeball, I'll play, go play softball. And it's just fun because it's just like a different group of people to, to be around and go to the bar after a game for. But, um, yeah, it's, it's usually my, my off-season sport. So dodgeball is probably still first now. Good to know. Good to hear. Uh, Griffin Baker asks, why do you skip leg day? Um, I'm just going to assume he knows. So what's up with that? Oh, man. Uh, Griffin's kind of my uh, – my uh, workout buddy now, so oh, nice. we, we hit the gym. So that's his uh, way of saying hit the gym. Fair enough. Leg day is important. Um, <laughs> I love this question, and this is going to be a staple now. Huge shout out to uh, Ketchum for for thinking of this one. But um, what do you want to achieve in dodgeball, and what keeps you um, what keeps pushing you to play to get better? And um, it's honestly probably I want to like medal and hopefully get gold on USA if I make it again. And it's kind of just like, it's been a little uneasy to get fourth the last two years. So hopefully if I can make it this year, um, I'm assuming the, the team's going to be a force to be reckoned with no matter what and who gets picked. Um, but I'd, I'd want to get the medal around my neck to, to say we've done it. And, uh, I can uh, play easy after that. But, um, yeah, that kind of just pushes me to play and just studying the game and especially with all the new talent, especially with elite being incorporated in U.S. dodgeball, um, the player pool is a lot better. So it's kind of – I just kind of want to stay above the curve, especially if I'm ahead of the curve and foam. I want to just – anybody that comes up, I want to just learn from them, learn how they play, and keep getting better at it. Nice. And how old are you? 23. Oh, man, you got plenty of time to, to figure that out. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's a great question. That, that's like, like I said, that's going to be Very a staple one I ask from now on. Um, so I'm all about like drive. And, you know, earlier I was saying like, I love like reconstructing how somebody came into dodgeball. But one of my biggest things is to find out what keeps people playing and then what keep what makes them want to get better? So that yeah, is it's a, almost like a job interview question. What do you want to do here 
and where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself in five years? What's your plan? What do you bring to this organization? <laughs> How are your finances? Yeah, exactly. Well, we can get into those later if you want to, but uh, <laughs> Randy, uh, he asks, who is the better hoagie? Hogue. Oh, yeah, it's like a... So clearly it's Joseph. If he has to ask, it's it's Joseph in my opinion. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's shaking in his boots, worrying who's better. Uh, but no, I mean, if he wants to know, like, I, it's just, I think he's got a really strong game especially in Nosting 8.5. Um, he's got all the tools to, to be the better Hogue. Um, but Joseph, I mean, anybody, if you ask anybody in, in uh, Arizona for NDO or anything, he just kind of, for foam especially, he, he doesn't really play too much on the Nosting 8.5 side. So I give those to Randy, but I think Joseph uh, can command the court better in foam. So I, I talked to both of them all day, so they, they know all of it. They know where you stand? Yeah, and I mean, they're both great. I mean, they're both on heat, and I'd hope for them to be some of the best. Yeah, I mean, anytime a Hogue is against me, I'm just like, dang it. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be Randy or Joseph. It's just like, well, crap. So they're both <laughs> phenomenal players uh, in foam. Yeah, I've been with them since the beginning. That's awesome. Um, so a couple questions from uh, Joseph Colella. And I think uh, I'll skip the most important one for later. But um, which pro athlete outside of dodgeball best describes you and your intensity on the dodgeball court? Oh man, um, that was a, that was a tough question. I actually thought about that one. Like, I'm like, oh man, if Steve asked me, what am I going to say? <laughs> Glad I asked um, it then. But I actually like because I watch baseball a lot. I actually idolized um, Derek Jeter hmm. and just the way he carried himself, but. I guess describing the way I play, I don't really play again because he's just like a down-to-earth player and uh, just keeps us calm throughout the sport. Um, so I actually went with Steph Curry. I'm a Warriors fan. I'm from San Francisco. So the way he plays pretty calm, he's quite a guy on the court, but um, he'll still celebrate any big play he makes or something like that. So that's kind of what I, I did because any big win or – Big play I make, I, I definitely do celebrate, and I don't know if Jeter does that. Nice. I actually know who uh, Derek Jeter is, so I was kind of a, I was fearing that question. I don't follow the sports as much unless it's football, roughly, but um, yeah, I, uh, I checked out of baseball years ago, very long time ago. Um, so this next question, if you had to make an all-star Arizona elite team, both 8.5 and foam, who would make both teams and who would only make one or the other and why? Good Lord. Um, Got it. Well, luckily <laughs> I was prepared. Okay, good. Um, I was going to ask if you prepared for that one. Uh, I don't know if it was fair, but I did like, I put like seven players on the foam team and about nine on the 8.5 team for men's. So people that made both for me, I'd say... Catch him. Uh, I put Brett Baxter on it. Uh, Isidro, Randy, and Allen. Uh, so I think they have strong suits in both. They played both. Um, I think Brett actually did really good at the tryout uh, in 2016. And uh, But for foam, I, I didn't put myself on the 8.5 team. I just kind of uh, – I smelled the roses. I know I'm not – my 8.5 game is not where – as many of the other Arizonans are, but I put me and Joseph on the foam only. And then, uh, some of the 8.5 guys that 
maybe I just didn't see as much in foam. Uh, it's probably like Justin Acton, Chris Bell, uh, Izzy. And then I play yourself, Steve. Oh, you don't have to do that. No, I mean, I've seen you. I've, I've seen you play in Titan and Gridlock and some of the games just like you can just take out the whole team, whether it's catching, throwing. Uh, I've noticed. Well, crap. But yeah, I mean, on a good day, hopefully you see me on better days than the most of my crappy ones. But uh, that's cool. I'll to live up to that expectation now. <laughs> um, does that go for foam as well? Or did you have like a different lineup for foam? No, yeah, that, uh, I put um, just for foam. It was Ketchum, Brett, Cedro, Randy, Allen, and then I put myself and Joseph Hogue. Gotcha. So, yeah, I think we're just like foam first for most of us. And then I actually did do a women's one, and to keep it simple, I put them for for the same team on both, and I put a solid eight. I think. I put uh, Samantha Greco. She's Rachel. all right. Rachel. <laughs> someone I know. Uh, Rachel Rodia, Katie Sanchez, Kirsten Bell, Stephanie Baxter, Grace, Carla, and then some people that might not know about it because she doesn't really travel that much, but she kills it in our phone league is uh, Priscilla. That, I don't know her last name, but um, she's definitely uh, – Stepped up her foam game and feel like she'd probably do pretty well at eight point five. What uh, what color team did she play for? Um, I think it was purple with okay. uh, Alan. I think I know who you're talking about. She's she's really good. It's a shame she doesn't travel. Yeah, um, I think we were. She was in talks about like we were trying to pick her up for for heat, um, but she hasn't really got out of Arizona yet. Um, I think she just had a kid. So that was kind of took priority, I guess, for a little while. I guess. Uh, I guess hopefully she do does it. travel. Definitely. Um, speaking of Samantha, do you, uh, do you guys have like a rivalry when you play together? Like, do you guys try to see who's going to outcatch the other? Or... Oh, man. Yeah, I think. Well, it's funny because like in the house, we probably, we've had times where it's just there's like dodgeballs laying around and then we'll just break out in a duel. Nice. <laughs> um, and then we kind of just, we have like a game where we'll just throw at each other's feet and uh, kind of like showboat if you get someone out and <laughs> don't get caught, but pretty dangerous around like the lamps or anything, but it's pretty fun. That's but yeah, when we, when we play against each other, not that it happens too much because we usually play on the same team, but uh, in practices or anything, uh, we definitely try to see who can, who can catch the other one. That's awesome. Um, let me see. I'll get to the important question later in case you're wondering, but Randy asked, um, who stood out to you at USA dodgeball foam, foam tournaments that has a chance of making USA. Oh, um, kind of switching gears a little bit with that one. Yeah, it was. So at the LA classic, I was surprised to see, um, he was on my team was, uh, Glenn actually did really well for, with foam. I thought, um, cause we had like four guys and you can only have three in the court. I thought he was going to sit out most of it cause we had me, Eric Jones and Foley and Glenn. And I was like, I don't know if Glenn can play 8.5. And he actually did really well at the LA classic. Uh, we won that tournament. Um, but, uh, at this last one, uh, I was surprised Brody actually, he did really well. 
at uh, his, he got his throw going pretty well. And if anybody saw that viral video, oh my God. Him, that was, uh, I know Cash doesn't like to hear it, but he gets like, Brody gets some crazy catches. Yeah, that, that video, man, that is, I have laughed too hard at that video. It is, I don't know if it's just the X-Files music or just the fact that that happens to catch him a lot and it just so yeah. happened to be Brody and it just like the ball glued itself to his sternum. Like just everything about especially, that video is great. It was Especially because it was like, it's at that same location where um, catch him like doesn't want to play anymore because that's where Eric Jones got him last year. <laughs> so it's like curse for him. <laughs> that's hilarious um so yeah, those, those are the two uh standouts for me gotcha well it seems like you've been doing your homework so i'm not as hesitant to ask this one now but uh back to joseph's question if you were a dinosaur which part would you play in the new jurassic park coming out in june 22nd <laughs> and i actually just, watched the, the trailer and i was like i liked it before and i'm still gonna go with the velociraptor Nice. Like the main character with uh, blue. Blue. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I just so happened to catch that comment just as I was about to watch uh, Black Panther. I'm a little, little behind the curve here, um, <laughs> but I saw that trailer and that that just bothered me the entire night and most of the day. I was like, all right, well, which which dinosaur would you be? Um, and I have no idea if this is just Joe being silly, but um, I did once compare Alan to a raptor the way he played especially when i don't want to say his younger days because he's still a child to me but when he was younger he was just very all over the place very just um agile and he he was how i would picture a raptor to play dodgeball again going back to that comment i made about my mind is in weird places sometimes and i feel like you're kind of the same so the dinosaur i had in mind i don't know if it's in jurassic world but it's uh deinonychus so if people want to actually google that they're more than welcome to but it's like a another version of the raptor species i think i'm sure some nerd's gonna call me out on that but that's fine um <laughs> raptors are seem to be like how would peg you because again you're, you're very calculating but you're agile and it's just fun to watch you play so it's uh i think i finally figured that out thanks joseph for the hard-hitting question that just plagued my mind all day long but uh you definitely made me uh do some research for his question <laughs> that's funny Oh, well, I think I, I think I got most of the uh, questions. Um, and this one's more of a personal appearance, but Sergio Leone did ask uh, if you had a favorite jersey that you saw in the West Round 1. I think that's a pretty good question to ask. Um, yeah, I think I was going to – I mean, those saucy jerseys, they're pretty nice. We actually kind of mocked up some jerseys for Heat, and they were a little similar to that, so I'm glad we didn't go with it because they rolled it out like the very next tournament. Um. So I like the saucy jerseys and then Rainbows always has like some some pretty cool color schemes going on and uh seems like they have like ten jerseys. Yeah, it's so. um it's kinda cool to see a transition from like the regular black and potentially red gray theme. I know Alan kinda broke that down for me when he discussed where Rainbows came from. So I thought that was kinda cool. Added new new value for me for, for where they why they bust out with the, the color scheme that they have. Yeah. Cool. So that, that's, I think, got all of the uh, crowdsourced questions there. Um, let's go ahead and transition to my favorite two, and that is, what is your favorite dodgeball memory to date? Um, I think it's still going to be, and probably always will be, that, that moment in uh, Australia where 
Jake kind of pulled me aside and he was like, cause we were doing like Jersey swaps, which is pretty cool. If nobody knows about it at the international level, like everybody like on the final day of the tournament um, or final day of round Robin as well, they'll teams, other players will come up to you and do a Jersey swap. And um, so we kind of got some forewarning ahead of time to like, Hey, order, order about eight to 10 jerseys. Cause people, if you're uh, especially with, Everybody wants someone else's jersey just to trade. Um, that's, awesome. that's pretty cool. And I was wearing one on that last day in Australia. I was wearing someone else's. I think it was uh, Legacy, Mackenzie Legacy on Canada. And Jake came up to me at the end of the tournament when they were doing the awards, and he was like, hey, go put your USA jersey on. And I was like, what? And he's like, just go put it on. I'm going to call you up soon. And uh, that's when they gave me the best and fairest award. So that was pretty cool. Um, I probably always remember that. I still have the the trophy mounted from what it was. That's awesome. What uh, you know? And it's my bad for not asking about it more. Best in fairness, or can you? What was that again? It was a uh, best and fairest. Best so and fairest. I guess I didn't uh, cheat that much, and um, that's good. Played pretty well, but um, yeah, I made it a point. I don't know if that helped with the trophy. But um, I made it a point at the end of every match to go shake hands with the ref uh, just because I know it's, it's tough. You get yelled at a lot, especially from the coaches. And um, in my opinion, they were probably like some of the best refs I've ever had. And they knew, they knew what was going on and um, they called it pretty fair. So I went up to each of them after almost every match to, to thank them. I don't know if that played a role in uh, the, the award. Nice. That's still a very cool thing to do. I mean, yeah, refing's not uh, not the funnest. Not everybody wants to do it. So uh, anytime somebody approaches you, says thanks, hey, I understand it sucks, but appreciate what you're doing. Um, can't beat that. So that's cool, man. Yeah, best and fairest. Okay. So it's not like fairest is in good looks, right? You know, the fairest of them all. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to do my research on uh, Maybe it's both. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> cool. And then my last question is... Um, what are you looking forward to the most in 2018? 2018 being, you know, quarter of the way gone already. Um, what else have you got to look forward to? Um, I don't know. I'm, I hope to to try to get an invite to um, the combine. I think they're doing for for USA this year, and uh, it'll definitely be a good one. And then uh, actually next month um, for the May 5th weekend. Uh, we'll be bringing a team to Barrie for Canada. Um, so that'll be my first out of the country besides Mexico, uh, tournament that's like pretty competitive and it's foam, thankfully. Uh, but we'll be bringing a team over there. And so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be more fun instead of, cause it's not like I'll have to like worry about the championships or anything. I mean, we're still going to try to win, but definitely eases some pressure off to go have fun and have a like good like five day weekend playing dodgeball over there. Nice. Plus you don't have the, like the weight of team USA on your shoulders, right? People aren't going to be watching you expecting you to win because it's, it's for, it's for America. It's for, for yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're bringing some like some heavy hitters to the tournament. So it'll be good to, to get some chemistry playing with them as well. Um, I'm sure some of them will make the team. Um, if not all of them, uh, cause it's going to be me, 
Eric Stone, Cody Foley, Derek, uh, Ketchum, and Nate Crater. My. So, yeah, it'll be a it'll be a strong team, and hopefully, I think they're going to bring uh, Team Canada as well, or they usually at least make a a pretty strong team to to try to win it. Nice. And and so, what what exactly is this tournament? Is it just like a invitational for anybody, or is it super competitive? Or you said Barry, but does it have an actual title? Did I miss that? Um, they, they call it the National Dodgeball Festival. Okay. So I think it's one of the biggest like tournaments in the world because they have like I don't know at least over hundred teams, and they have like different divisions. There's a men's division, women's division, and then there's three different co-ed divisions where there's like intermediate, advanced, and recreational. Hmm. So you have a like I think they just did the uh, like the pools. There's different pools for each division, so they just selected those. Like uh, I think yesterday, so everybody found out what pool they're in. Um, but yeah, it'll be a, it'll definitely be a lot of teams there. Nice. Would it be fair to say this is kind of like a almost like a taste of what na- international championships going to be? But is this like a good opportunity to kind of scout out some of the Canadian players and see like who Team USA might be facing? Yeah, I think most of them uh, all played on the team last year, the ones that got selected this year. So we'll know a bunch of them, but there's also a few names on the on their uh, selection list that I don't know. So it'll be good to to see some of them, meet them, and party with them, I guess. Nice. Do you know if it's going to be streamed at all? Like, is is like a Facebook page that's um, got this broadcasted or is mentioning it? Because I'm pretty sure it is streamed. Um, I'll have to check on that. But I know, uh, actually, I'm going to put my money on that it is streamed. Uh, if not, we'll definitely be recording everything and post it. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, well good luck to you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, definitely hope you guys have a strong showing. Sounds like you have a, a monster team. So I would expect uh, a full recap of you guys after you've taken first in a couple <laughs> weeks, and we can talk about it then perhaps. But uh, cool. Um. I think that's all the questions I got. I did see one more. Um, just scrolling through the list here, and that was Sergio Leone. He asked, is there anywhere that you would like to travel to play that you haven't been yet before? Oh, yeah. Um, I've told uh, Stone and Stidham that I want to try to make it out there at some point. Uh, maybe not this year, maybe next year. Uh, but, yeah, in Minnesota, they got... Well, both actually both places where they're at uh, stones in Minnesota. I want to try to make it out there for some of the twin cities dodgeball, maybe even like this last weekend, they had to throw down, maybe do that next year. Um, and then uh, I know Stidham has been asking me since I even started playing uh, foam to come out to Dallas and nice. go to a tournament down there. So yeah, those are my kind of my two things to eventually hit um, and just play with them again. Well, considering you've been to Australia, I mean, Dallas and Minnesota should be pretty easy to, to do. So that's that's a good good locations to, to set your sights on. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, that's all I got. Um, so we'll go ahead and end the interview there. So that was Dylan Clark Odin and really happy to finally bring some more Arizona Dodgeball players into the mix with this episode. Um, 
it's obviously a low-hanging fruit. Um, I definitely did not want people to think that this was just going to be an Arizona-centric podcast, so kind of why I uh, save them for for later, but um, definitely looking forward to bringing out more people from Arizona, especially because they can go back and forth with me a lot more and talk about um, some good old times, like bringing up Mason Doomtrain Shank. Love when he gets brought up. Anyway, um, aside from that, don't really have much else to say on this one, other than I appreciate everyone that provided an abundance of questions. Uh, you guys always make it fun, um, especially the dinosaur one. That was kind of funny. Uh, definitely wasn't sure if I wanted to bring that one into the mix, but decided what the hey, why not? And um, some of these questions are becoming staple ones. Again, huge shout out to Andrew Ketchum. That is a solid question that uh, I'm going to ask people from now on. Same thing with Markel Stokes and Serge uh, Leone asking, you know, what kind of songs amp you up? I definitely want to get into, you know, what, what gets people energized and focused? You know, what are the routines? You know, what are the things that they do to make themselves better? So love it. As always, hit me up anytime with ideas, questions, suggestions, you name it. As long as it's not crazy and time permits, I'm always game. So with that being said, uh, good luck to everybody playing in the LA Classic this weekend. I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to recap that. Cannot wait. Um, For everybody else, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a great weekend. Good luck to all the women playing in the LA Classic. And uh, I'm really looking forward to recapping that next week. We'll see you then. That was the weakest conclusion I've ever done. Started out really good. He just effed it up.